you know, I want to say this. I've seen some of the greatest comebacks of all time. I've seen my Miami Heat versus uh, Golden State. That great comeback. You remember that? Oh, you mean Cleveland um, versus Golden State? Sorry, Cleveland. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> it was just LeBron versus Golden yeah, State. Yeah, right? pretty much. Yes. <laughs> I've seen Barcelona versus PSG, that great comeback. Mm-hmm. LeBron's hairline, but comeback. <laughs> but perhaps the greatest comeback I've ever witnessed was my dad learning how to use a smartphone. What? <laughs> what? This man's. Wow, okay. <laughs> this man's went from being completely useless. To two years later being technology like knowing how to use it i was just like damn respect <laughs> like, well done. respect you don't see that very often oh. <laughs> you oh went from goodness. being completely to knowing how to use a smartphone so <laughs> like but also said <clears throat> my mom is a technophobe okay cannot okay. operate a phone to save her life cannot operate a computer to save her life but she's also an x-ray tech and can use highly sophisticated x-ray machines and custom software like it's the back of her hand. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, it just, I don't understand why you can't get pictures off your phone, but you can get pictures from the CT machine to the server in Winnipeg. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, like this doesn't compute. Oh, anyways. So, yeah. Um, I think it just comes down to the fact that if you need to learn it, you can. Mm-hmm. But old people are stubborn and don't like new things. 100%. They really don't like new things. 100%. Like, honestly, the way they see the world is like, we're old and it's us versus the machines. <laughs> wow. God damn wow. It. Wow. All right. I guess we're starting with that. Wolf clap. Insert here. I guess we're you get starting... you get applause, Uchi. That was flawless. I guess we're starting with that. Oh my goodness. Let's start the show. Welcome to a Northern Critic Podcast. I'm your co-host Sam Shinobi. Uchi Sumaka. Mike on the Vakshinov. And Pam Hancharik. <laughs> Pam sounds so sad. Damn. Who is taking poison damage right now. <laughs> yep. Very much. Life she, score at like 2%. She, she failed her constitution saving form. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she if I was now. a video game character, my, my health bar would be... Very Yes, in yesterday's taco rolled to hit and it hit. <laughs> it oh <hits>. yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah, no, that's unfortunate. So, um, did you watch this movie while you were sick, Pam? No, I watched it before the food poisoning hit. Okay. All right. No, so you... the food poisoning, like I said, the whole plethora since one o'clock this morning has been just Resident Evil movies. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, not only do you have food poisoning, but you chose to watch Resident Evil movies. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's like the worst thing to watch while you're sick. Because then now, like at three or four a.m., when you're tired, you start getting delirious, thinking like, "What if I'm dying and turning into a zombie?" I feel like everyone kind of has. I, I, maybe it's just me, but I feel like everyone just has like a type of genre they relapse to whenever they're sick or like going through like when, depression yeah, it's me, or something it's zombie like zombie movies or Star Wars. Yeah, see, and for me, it's just, like, yeah. like animated series of, like, stuff I love. Like, I just end up re-watching, like, Archer or um, Avatar Last Airbender or something just when I feel down or I'm sick or something like that. Like, just as background yeah. noise. I don't know. Yeah, Star just... Wars is what we always watch. Like, the original Star Wars, what we always watched as kids when we were sick. Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, a weird comfort movie, but zombie movies also do that for me now, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, you're zombie trash. Zombie trash. I will not deny that. And honestly, with how I feel and look, there's a reason I'm not on video right now because I look like the Walking Dead. We keep saying that like we have a video version of this podcast. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. I know, but you guys can see me. Yeah. And I like to have some sort of decorum still. De- still, decorum. come on. Come on. <laughs> Decorum, Pam. After the last couple of months, do you think you still have that? 
No, I don't. One hundred percent don't. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Sam, tell the people all what day. We are reviewing the Mitchells versus the Machines on this 69th episode. We're so close to 70. Oh, um, 69. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> boo. Oh, Someone had to do the meme. Someone had to do the meme. Come on. Oh, my god. Don't goodness. boo me. I'm right. Don't boo me. Um, Mitchells versus the Machines is a 2021 American computer animated science fiction comedy film. Um, it was produced by Sony Pictures Animation, the same team that produced Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um, the film was directed by Mark Reinda in his feature directorial debut. So he worked on Into the Spider-Verse, but this is the first film that he directed. Um, so, you Correct know, kind of... if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but didn't he also do Gravity Falls? I think he so did do Gravity Falls, yeah. Mm-hmm. Line. Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen Gravity Falls, so... Gravity Falls is so like good. this weirdly good show. I like it's it. Like, I like Gravity it's Falls. It's really weird, but it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically it's basically like a cartoon version of Stranger Things, almost. But, like, really strange things, like garden gnomes coming to life and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> basically. Uh, it's ri- it, it was written by Rianda and Jeff Rowe, um, with Phil Lord, Christopher Miller, Kurt and Kurt Albrecht um, serving as producers. It follows a dysfunctional family that winds up having to save Earth from a robot uprising while on a road trip. It stars the voices of Danny McBride. A lot of people would know Danny McBride from many things. He's one of those very common voice actors. Um, Abby Jacobson, Maya Rudolph, who people would remember her equally from a lot of things, uh, including Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I think. Um... Eric Andre, the director himself, Rianda, was actually a voice actor in this too. Um, Olivia Coleman, Fred Armisen, uh, John Legend was in this too. John Legend was the uh, the tech guy. Um, Chrissy Teigen, uh, Blake Griffin, the NBA player, <laughs> was in this too. I think he was one of the robots. Um, and also Conan O'Brien was in this too. So a lot, actually, a lot of big names in this movie. To be honest, that's that's very impressive. Um, the film was originally planned to be released theatrically by Sony Pictures um, in 2020, but due to the impact of COVID-19 on movie theaters, Sony sold the main distribution rights to Netflix. Um, Netflix retitled it to uh, their preferred title, which is The Mitchells versus the Machine. So it would have been something different. Um, the, so the different title, it would have been connected. That would have been the original title for this. Um, but then when they I think the Mitchells versus the machine works way better. Yeah, so they they made it this instead. Um and it released in select theaters on April 23rd of 2021. So it's out on Netflix right now and streaming at number 1. It's actually top right now as of the last time I checked anyways. Um the film received acclaim from critics. So the critics generally love it. And it is a fun animation to watch, like let's be honest. So initial thoughts, let's jump into this. All right. Movie good. Movie good. <laughs> let's go. Movie good. Yeah. Um, can't believe I'm saying this again, but here we go. I love it when animators are allowed to be creative. Go figure. <laughs> go figure. <laughs> and when they're creative, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many little touches and moments in this movie that it just works so well. And, like, I really enjoyed the um, like, little homages to, like, I'd say like the 2010s, and like with the Nancat song, and like the early 2000s oh. Maya He song, like that sort of stuff that was in it. The like Nancat Maya He song, um, it's like it's like a weird nostalgia bump because like this is all the stuff I grew up yeah. watching, right? It's not I'm I guess I'm now that old man who's like I remember back in my day we I had made Nine the Cats. metal ones pay for their crimes. Oh. <laughs> the, you believe like in too? forty years we're gonna be like telling our grandkids we had look up Nancat? I won't. And be like, what is wrong? <laughs> I won't. <laughs> I mean, I won't because Nancat's a weird meta meme that mm-hmm. it's kind of like you have to be there for it. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I still but think like, about it I as like, like your think... kids are gonna live in a world that probably doesn't remember Samurai Jack, or you oh, know. That's... Or like Ben That's Ham. a thing I didn't want to think about. Yeah. Or, like, <laughs> or fairly odd parents. Exactly. You know. 
Yeah. But like, it's like you go like the weird. God, now I've lost my train of thought. Thanks, guys. <laughs> the animation style. Sorry. The animation style that. is it's really amazing. It's like they're creative, they're fun. I think the animation style alone is enough for people to watch this movie, right? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you you throw the plot that's actually pretty like good to watch, right? Because I like the idea where like at first it's we all expect it to be the usual oh technology bad, you know what I mean, right? And yeah, it's still got those elements of like questioning like how how much technology and like media like influences us right but at the end is kind of still a story about family connections and bonding and that's growing also up there, in, like, there's distance and all that kind of character stuff. growth too which was which is what really yeah. carried this the character growth yeah yeah i mean i was going to talk about the characters next thanks okay. guys you keep <laughs> <interrupting> me. <laughs> sorry sorry uchi what do you think about the character growth <laughs> character growth good <laughs> and, since you guys like just take every single thing off of me i guess my last point on my initial report is i i messaged mike with this was like this is gonna love gen z humor but it works so well because <laughs> the timing is perfect i yep. would say it's relatable for gen z and like i'd say later or earlier millennials like the night like 93 to 95 millennials yeah like this like the, the timing of the jokes and like some of the humor just worked so well. Whether I do something, I'm like, it's not supposed to be this funny, but it has me laughing right. out loud. <laughs> like it's just so perfectly timed. Like I keep thinking about like stuff like when the evil ro- the other evil robots, like the ones in like black and red show up and like, yes, my queen. And it cuts and that was like, oh, my queen. Ooh, look at him. <laughs> Such a suck up. Yeah. <laughs> like, it should be that funny. <laughs> That was hilarious. That was actually pretty funny. <laughs> uh, like, yeah. The movie doesn't do anything like new, new, right? But like it does it so well. It's it's a great movie to watch. Like, yeah, it's a fun movie. I mean, you also have the dumb sequence of the two robots pretending to be human and just failing. Like, it was so yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> the two, let's respect the names. Eric and... <laughs> What was another one? It was some other really Cobot white name, 9, I think. 9000? No. Oh. It was like Cobot 9000 oh, okay. or something like well, that. Well, his last name was 9000. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was that was pretty funny. Are you this funny? It's like the dad walking like beep, blah, beep, blah, beep, beep, blah. It's like, hey, that, I just want to let you know that's a hurtful stereotype. Yeah, it's a hurtful stereotype. It's kind of offensive. <laughs> I, yeah, no. I saw that joke coming from a mile away, but I it was still funny. <laughs> it's still so funny. <laughs> yeah, I think this movie is really good. After like two weeks of trash movies, I'm glad we watched this. Yeah. Yeah, this was good. Who's going next? <laughs> I will. Um <clears throat> Okay, where do I start? Animation is obviously really good, right? It mm-hmm. took it kind of built off, I don't want to say it built off what Spider-Verse did, but it definitely incorporated certain elements into it. Like, there's a lot of stuff that the team clearly learned in Spider-Verse that they did in this movie, like with the line work on the faces and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I noticed they kind of skipped, completely skipped out on the frame rate thing that Spider-Verse did. Mm-hmm. And there is something about it that, like, sort of having the comic style, but seeing them move smoothly... I didn't like it honestly. I I actually preferred this thing that Spider Verse did, where the characters moved to 12 FPS. Um, but that's neither here nor there. It was obviously just sort of a stylistic choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything else that they did, I thought, technically speaking, was really well done. I didn't like some of the choices that they made, um, but that's just me kind of being a Grinch, honestly. And that's more of sort of a that's more of the story itself. Like it, Uchi never talked about this. He's made the Gen Z kind of thing or Gen Z comment. Um, and I was sort of responding with saying like, and I went through this phase where young people typically find things that are very unexpected and surprising and quote unquote random to be funny. Right. Mm-hmm. And this movie had a lot of jokes like that. And I don't find that kind of stuff funny anymore because I just like inundated myself with it all throughout my teens and like beginning of my twenties until it finally just kind of turned into background noise for me. Right. 
But the timing on these jokes was so good that most of them were actually, they got a laugh out of me. So that was surprising. Um, this movie, as I've been telling people, it kind of has weak jokes, mm-hmm. but the delivery is so spot on that they're funny anyways. So if this is, if, you, if you're like a 16 year old and this is just your bread and butter, I think you're going to find this movie to be absolutely hilarious um, because it is undeniably well put together in that sense. Mm-hmm. Dog, pig, uh, dog, pig, loaf of bread. <laughs> That's not supposed to be funny. It it's not, but it is, not right? Funny. I mean, any pub ever, that's what my brain does. Yeah. But I mean, it drives um, me insane when people are like, oh my god, god, pugs are a veterinary profession for a long time. Someone stand through a five and a half hour surgery, giving them nose. Oh. What are those? Not your nostrils. And removing all their teeth. Jakes. <laughs> um. So what else did I have to say on it? Brett it was, doesn't have the jokes teeth. are really good. No, oh, I lost it. Uh, but yeah, the 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 jokes are funny. Is this a, um, is this timed perfectly? Yeah, the timing it's is good. So oh, and right, what is that joke that they start at the beginning where she's kind of making fun of her father and then like the, oh, that's what it was. The real life footage overlaid in this movie. I did not like that, no. personally. It, it just did, no. it did not oh, fit the, the style. Yeah, with the monkey being overlaid. like when And when the monkey is overlaid on the dad at the beginning, I was like, okay, that was really not funny at all. Mm-hmm. But then when they did it at the end of the movie... <laughs> That was absolutely <laughs> hilarious for some reason. So it's, it's <laughs> weird because yeah, wasn't it like Whoever, a weird Jeep playlist? I pop song as well. I don't know. Whoever wrote this movie had a very good understanding of comedic principles and a terrible sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's my take. Um, anyways, the jokes in this movie remind me of my youngest brother. They remind me of a younger me. And I don't like that. <laughs> I mean, they're... Um, I say, they remind me of like early high school me. Same, right? It was 2010 YouTube, where it yeah. was just, it was ADHD personified. <laughs> yeah. Personified. So, where the dumbest that... things got a laugh, and it was yeah. like, don't go to Candy Mountain, Charlie. Oh, shut up. I, I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's what I mean. Yeah, like, it was yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. I hated that video, even when it came out. Or I like rusty spoons. <laughs> it was, yeah. So this movie has a lot of chaotic energy. Uh, I guess the other thing I'm going to talk mention is characters are good, but I did find the story to be like a little cookie cutter. But it was saved by the fact that, that the sort of I guess assembly of it, the way the movie was put together was really well done, right? Um, But like, I only watched this movie last night and even today I was kind of thinking about it and there wasn't too much that kind of stood out in my head, honestly. Mm -hmm. So I have a feeling that this movie is going to fade into the background with time really quickly. Another movie that did that with me was Ready Player One, where I was like, the setting was absolutely incredible. It was a really fun movie, but I just, I can't remember anything that happened in that movie anymore, right? and I don't want to compare the two movies, but I think they're going to fade in a similar manner. It wasn't as it, impactful because... as Into the Spider-Verse was. Yeah. Because I'm going to remember Into the Spider-Verse no, of forever. Course not. Yeah. I, I get what you mean. It's got... I remember Ready Player One. When I first time walking out of Ready Player One, I had the feeling, I'm like, this feels like a good movie. Mm-hmm. But, it, but wasn't. it wasn't. No. Like, this movie's like, it's greatly animated. It's got... Everything is good. It's just going to fade. Yeah. So Which from a storytelling perspective, I think it, I don't want to say it lacks soul, but it, it lacks like that spark that's going to make it stand the test of time, I think. I, I could be wrong, but it's yeah. going to fade in my head. Because on the flip side of that coin, you could tell by the way this movie was animated that the people who were making it genuinely cared I just about thought of a really right? bad joke like, for why this movie might not be nominated for an Oscar next year. Because it lacks soul. Right. Go for it. <laughs> oh, you guys still don't get it. Uh, <laughs> no, I... <laughs> but no, I get what you... Okay. Yes. So, I think but... you need to add the trumpets there of the wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Do you think... 
before someone jumps into the other niche sports, do you think it's like same idea? Like, we remember, we remember bad anime movies like say Ryan and the Last Dragon because the world was so creative, right? Mm-hmm. You. I'm... That's kind of a forgettable movie for me. This is, is this movie feels the, the more creative than Raya, though, to me. It, it is does. more creative yeah. than Raya. Yeah. Like the animation alone, it mm-hmm. flexes on Raya so hard. This movie arguably is better than Raya, right? Mm-hmm. It is. Like, it, it, it just is. It, it is. Period. <laughs> What's up? It's yeah. better than Raya. It's better than Soul. I said it's better than Soul. <laughs> I think the thing is like, <laughs> it's same level. Got, it's got this weird thing where it's like. It's good, but it's missing that like little spark to take you to the next next level, right? Yeah. You know, like that same thing that like the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy has. I was literally spark. going to say How to Train Your Dragon. That is just gonna stick out forever. There's yeah. something there, right? It's How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. Uh, Into the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. Even the OG Toy Story, like Toy Story. Yeah. Oh yeah. They have something yeah. in them that just says this is above the rest yeah i think it's that the movies are a little bit more genuine because with this movie it's like it has a really nice heartfelt story but when i was watching it i could tell okay this is the part where she says something bad to her father and now they're gonna be like angry at each other right like there there was very clearly a telegraphed formula Mm -hmm. in terms of the character development which so it was all technically there but it didn't have the layer of subtlety that it needed yeah and i don't want to give it a pass because it's a kids movie because when i watched it how to train your dragon i didn't care about the subtle elements it it's stuck right mm-hmm. so yeah. the kids pick up on that and you can't justify it you by saying say, oh, it's yeah. a kids movie we've watched some quote-unquote kids movie that's stuck like look at yeah. wolf walkers yeah seriously wolf, wolf walkers well. had that level mm-hmm. right yeah i i remember more of wolf walkers from like a month ago than i think i do of this movie mm-hmm. uh, from last night this movie I just, it's animation that will forever stick with me like yeah I'll, the animation is gonna stick yeah and that's why I, I feel like the creative love went into that's a hundred percent where it all went the the animators have had an absolute blast the writers were like yeah 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 We'll yeah, make a you family got, have story. You, you guys haven't heard... Oh, yeah, I guess you probably haven't heard that Reddit meme where people were like, where have all the good film writers gone? It's like, they're they're all making God of War 2 right now because <laughs> apparently there's too many <laughs> Easter eggs for just one writer to write all of that. Um, but, no. yeah. No. <laughs> um, oh, last thing about this movie is it opened with a bang, and I appreciated that. Yeah. The, it, yeah. the beginning of this movie was... That was good. <laughs> that was a hook. Anyways, that's all. Yep. That was more than some initial thoughts. But mm-hmm. uh, I guess Pam. There you go. Sounds good. I'm gonna do this fast just in case my body <laughs> decides to try to kill me again. Um. <clears throat> overall, I mean, I can't really. I watched this movie yesterday, pre-food poisoning, so maybe that's why I can't remember of it a lot of it, or it just wasn't as memorable as I expected it to be. Um. I did like the little nods to like 2010, 2000s, like stuff that we kind of grew up with. Um, and it was kind of like a flashback nostalgia to like high school. Um, and honestly, the pug Munchie or whatever his name was, all I kept seeing was Loka the pug from that YouTube video. Um, I don't remember that. <laughs> I'll send it in the group chat. But anyways, um, <laughs> The animation, I'm not the biggest... I wasn't a fan of Gravity Falls when it was on. And I'm not the biggest fan of this animation style. I mean, it worked for this movie. Um, I did have a problem with um, the lot, the real-life overlays that they did. Um, the humor was... It was bland. I would say it's like wasn't smart humor, but it wasn't bland humor. It was just kind of like mediocre human, humor. Oh, goodness. But it's just the, the timing is what made it. Yeah. And I think the one thing the movie did pretty good is that they had it where, and then we all, I think, went through this where we all have had said stuff to our parents or had had falling outs with our parents like in this movie. So I think it's like kind of shows a sense of normalcy of just being a teenager and into your early adult years. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the characters were entertaining. I thought they all kind of had their own little arc without going into too much deal detail and they were all pretty developed that like the four main characters are all pretty much developed to the same level 
and the other characters were just substitute like side characters so i mean they didn't really need to be developed too much right mm-hmm. and i mean it also brought up the fact that like instagram like you see the perfect family in this case like the posies and how the mom's like oh well, we're not the perfect family right butterfly so it kinda, formation it in, yeah it brought in like those aspects that were i think very true to life and it was it was entertaining to see mm-hmm. so yeah overall i mean the music was kind of fun um and like i said the nan cat i forgot nan cat existed till just yesterday <laughs> Yeah, overall, I don't think it's a memorable movie. Unfortunately, I'm not gonna watch it again. Um, so there's something I should mention because you guys did clearly haven't seen that series, but the um, the posies like that family was actually inspired, like the animation style for that family was inspired by the Fast and Furious um, animated series, actually, which really? I'm sure people That's didn't funny. notice as well. But like that is the mm. Fast and Furious animated series like type characters. Um, so I feel like that was also like a subtle nod to like a perfect family is like Fast and Furious franchise. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We got to no, see Sam, the mom with a Kill perfect. Bill siren. That, that was the best part. The Kill Bill. I did not expect a Kill Bill siren. Not gonna lie. That was amazing. Rips the that's robot's your... heart out. I was like, whoa. I get it's a robot, but still. <laughs> that's the okay. other mom. The mom was so entertaining in those, she was those so fight good. scenes. I, I think, honestly, the mom was my favorite character. That final fight scene was so beautifully animated when she's popping oh, yes. off on those robots. That was so good. It's like, brothers, brothers, run. The Lavender <laughs> one. <laughs> you know, she looks like such a stereotypical mom, too. Right. Oh, it's the, the mom going ham when her kids are in danger is such a trope. Yeah. But it's... <laughs> one that and never it fails works in this movie. it so did <laughs> oh, okay. yeah that was, that was pretty good um i guess for me honestly i i'm a sucker for good animation so it was awesome um you guys have probably touched on all the bases really of where i would come from for this movie is it memorable somewhat um not as memorable as obviously the caliber of like wolf walkers or into the spider-verse for me but um again that's because wolf walkers and into the spider-verse have such a different brand of story to, unique let's put it that way like those yeah. are unique stories that you can't just they don't follow formula you can't just replicate yeah. those and stories. it's a taste thing exactly honestly. yeah that too as well yeah um so but for this i still love this um this kind of gave me like uh like not mega mind um like I would remember this movie like I remember I want to say like Shrek. You know what I mean? Like it's it's kind of like mm. I'd remember it but I'd probably like have to rewatch it again to remember some specific like things. You remember like the pop culture-ness format like the exactly. Shrek pop culture. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, something similar to that. Um like I don't if think I ever people age well. Yeah, Shrek did kind of age well to be honest. That's the thing. I don't know. I think... This movie is weird because it feel like I don't know if it will age well, but also age in a weird way. I think this movie has the potential to become one of those like cult classics. I know, it's like it's going to be very like era branded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, um, I feel like this movie is also like going to suffer movies. from uh, from like the environment of this time period we're in, where if if you're if your story or if your movie doesn't stand out, it's just going to be buried under the movie release window of every other week of a new movie coming out. So you actually, like, for for this era, you have to be, like, exceptional for your film to actually stand tiers above the rest. For me, kind of falls into the same category, like, kind of the very generational or era-based as, like, 16 Candles or Pretty in Pink. Right, like those were good '80s movies, and this will be a good 2010s style movie. Oh no, but my but my point though feel- is just more or less like if if something else comes along like next week that's equally as stunning, like you know, animation wise and whatever, it could like bury this underneath it. You know what I mean? 
Anyways, yeah. that's just yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think for me, this movie it could age poorly, but it also feels like such a product of this time. Mm-hmm. But this movie is pretty much ADHD on steroids, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like maybe people will, like whatever the next twenty years will look like. I feel look back and like yeah, this is kind of like the way the internet was in that period, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys kind of weird. You guys bring it's, up a valid point as to what makes especially when it comes to animation what makes animation memorable right because think about it this way i saw i think actually this is relevant because this comes out really soon i saw the first season of uh castlevania on netflix when that was like when 2017 maybe yeah and i like just finding out the new season comes out this month i remember what happened in season one like i remember all of it and i only saw that season once so it's kind of like what actually makes these things memorable. Like I remember Dracula died and like how he died. And now the trailer says someone's trying to bring him back. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be cool. You know, and this is from all the way back in 2017 that the first season came out, 2018. So it's like what really makes an animation memorable. On the other hand, if you asked me what happened in, say, Onward, Onward's a blank for me right now. I remember the oh. name of the movie. But I don't remember what happened. I remember, I remember it was a DMD adventure light. That's yeah. what they tried to sell us. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. without any of the soul. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, you know. So there's that too. And it's like, I don't remember much. Like Ryan the Last Dragon, right now, I remember a little bit. But I'm struggling to remember a lot right now too. Okay, okay, okay. Here's the thing. I think I remember this movie more than I remember Ryan the Last Dragon. Because... There's another show that I watch, right? That suffers from the same thing where characters feel these like animated, like stereotypes or animation beats, right? Mm-hmm. So you remember what the character's story arc was supposed to be like, mm-hmm. but you don't know if that's actually what happened in the movie or not. Or not, exactly, exactly. Because yeah. we all know, like, the Vin from Riderless Dragon is supposed to have a Zuko story arc. Mm-hmm. But now we're we're turning her into. I don't <laughs> yeah. even remember her name right now, too. Like I'm blanking out no. on her name. No, <laughs> you know, Raya completely failed in but, that sense. But we remember who Zuko is. I mean, granted, it's a TV series, but like the fact that but we're Zuko, using Zuko it, it just, it as so the well. yeah, exactly. That's that's the point I'm making. It's, so, it's hard know. to do Zuko in a movie, though, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, there's just, there's, there's just not enough time. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about Last Airbender? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I don't. I, it's it's or it's, I, I'm trying to think of like an actual like movie version of that kind of character um, that we've seen because it's it's really hard to it's be hard honest. To it's really hard. It's hard to do it in a movie. Uh, redemption arcs are difficult to write to begin with, and to do them in a compressed time frame is like borderline yeah. impossible. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, Godzilla versus Kong did a good redemption arc for Godzilla. Uh, <laughs> please, please, let's be honest. The only thing we remember from Godzilla versus Kong is Godzilla whooping Kong. You don't remember yeah. the podcasters sneaking into the military base? There was Ooh. podcasters. <laughs> I said you don't remember the podcaster who snuck I into know. the military. I know. We know, but I'm like, who? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Or that Mecha Godzilla needed. Podcasters can sleep in, slip into a uh, military base. I guess that means we can too. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! No, we ain't. I'm not trying to be deported. More <laughs> <laughs> like citizen. Right? Or apparently, it takes three when password tries before you fail it. to disable Mecha Godzilla. Um, but yeah. I used to do your initial WhatsApp. No, no, I'm know, pretty much done. I'm just kind. I'm just trying to say that I I will remember this film. But I'm trying to just piece it up in my head what actually makes the animated movies that are actually like top tier in my head like just unforgettable. You know what I mean? I think it's also just loving the movie. Yeah, I guess I mean, so. Yeah. Like it's I awesome. like this. I enjoyed this. It's it's just I know deep down I'm probably not gonna remember it come like you know, when the next Disney Disney like movie that I that's actually good comes out. Then I might just not even well, remember this one. However long that's gonna be. Yeah, you I know. I think so. I would I would like this more if I could remember more of it. And like I said, I don't know if that's the food think... poisoning or just the movie's not that memorable. It's not that memorable. 
I think it leans very heavy on its randomness, ADHD, and mm-hmm. jokes. Yeah, it's, it's almost depressing. It just it feels it just feels really bingy. Like it feels like something you'd watch, and then maybe you'd watch it again at some point. But just like it's, it's just this there. This movie is like complete candy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's the best way to put it. <laughs> It's just, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just not it. Man. Into the Spider Verse was a steak. This is just candy. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Into the, the Spider Verse is a steak medium rare. This is well done. <laughs> still a steak. You still eat it, but you want the medium rare. Yes. <laughs> I was gonna say this is the mediocre dessert after the meal that you wanted to order but are too full to actually eat. <laughs> And then yeah, Nomad Land is your uh, table tap water. That's not whoa, whoa, white, white. Nomad Land is the white. thing you wash your fingers in before you eat. So why not? Why not bring the mood down? Nomad Land is your tap water. Picture, guys. I don't know. Oh. Mate, like what I said is gonna win best picture. Y'all thought I was lying. I thought I legitimately thought it was gonna be Mank. I thought like Mank was in the There's, lead last time I, I have checked. No hope. I thought it the was going to be Mank. I legitimately... Yeah. But I feel like now it makes sense they wouldn't make it Mank because if they made it Mank, it'd be like, oh, they're supporting, like, old white men, which kind of makes sense, I guess, as opposed to so giving it to the... So you know what the, that the Oscars are about? Well, because I'm guessing they no, wanted like, to give it to a female director, right? So I don't know. First, yeah. First, At this point, the Oscars are like... They're like... Yeah. <laughs> At this point, the Oscars are their own genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, what's what's your genre? Oscar bait. Oh, okay. So that's, it's that's like your... kind of half baked stale drama. <laughs> that is. I'm still. Man, Pam it's... knows this because I think me and Pam are the only ones who maybe have seen uh, saw. I'm thinking of ending things, but I am so yeah. sad that that did not make it. That had the value. It had the value to make well, it, and like no one talked about it. When... Nothing wins. You know what? Honestly, like, like, I'm not an artsy film person, but I still remember that movie. And that's saying a lot. Exactly. As as someone who does not like art house films. Like, that movie easily, like, it didn't even get nominated. I was like, what what are you guys on? Like, that that was such a good movie. So, I don't know, honestly. The Oscars has failed me. Anyway, the only thing I can think of is that because I'm thinking of anything has had a level of obscurity that not a lot of people could appreciate. It was very like ominous. Some, some, yeah, I can see that. But then, I mean, you know, Nomad Land was kind of ominous, maybe even worse, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I'll. Why I do enjoy dunking on the Oscars and the mm-hmm. terrible choice and the terrible trash opinion. I want to bring up something that we can all relate to. Okay. That scene when they told him just to go to YouTube. <laughs> oh my yeah. God, yes. Do it. That actually gave me anxiety just it's watching w- him struggle. www.youtube. And, and I'm like, this is but my he, parents 100%. He typed dot. Typing dot. <laughs> he t- I lost it. <laughs> oh, that was he so typed good. Dot. <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> Also, when he somehow like, changed the system to Spanish. <laughs> so, right? Oh, God, so. that is my dad to a T. Like, I'm not going to lie. We hand him the iPad, and, and my dad's like, I can't use this. You do it for me. <laughs> he somehow changed the language to Spanish. I was like, how do you even navigate into that? Like, that is so... Yeah. Random clicking. Okay, <laughs> I have something to say real quick. So yeah. SaskTel, this is on the note of like phone settings. So SaskTel, I guess, got hacked and a lot of SaskTel customers were getting phone calls from like Tanzania and all these other weird places in the world that are not Canadian numbers, right? I didn't and know Tanzania was weird. I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying weird, weird, but all these weird numbers from all over the place, right? I mean, I've had someone um, call me from like, I think it was like... Albania or something. I was like, I don't know anyone. Yeah, there. like <laughs> yeah, it's so that's weird. exactly. It was like all yeah. these weird places that are like, why are you calling some random citizen in Canada? Um, and it was all from like two o'clock in the morning onwards. Anyways, my coworker Paul, who's almost fifty, was complaining about this, and uh, Rhonda and I were both like, Do you not know about Do Not Disturb? And he's like, What? So we had 
to set up Do Not Disturb for him on his phone. And he's had an iPhone for probably the better part of 10 years. You could probably, you could also you know, get anti-spam as well. So those numbers just literally come up as spam. So you just know as well. Or you just turn on the setting on your iPhone. Yeah, well, I have anti, anti-spam. So if I have one of those numbers calling like, me, it just says spam. Like, that's all it says. So I just know. Yeah. Yeah. But, yes, yeah. the best part about Pam doing that, the fact she set that up means that in five years' time, he's going to call some poor dude and be like, why am I not receiving phone calls? <laughs> that's that's the other side of this call. Yes. Yes. <laughs> For people yes. out there, I used to work tech support. That scene of him typing dot and what Pat just described gives me PTSD. But yeah, I was so gonna say you, you, you took like psychic damage when you saw that. <laughs> oh, I took psychic damage when, when the black dude was like, "Are you sure you're going to be okay?" I was looking up like, "I don't know if he will be." <laughs> he won't. <laughs> oh, another one of the jokes. But she has the Phillips screwdriver as well, and he's gonna say like, "Told you it was a good thing," and she just goes, "No, no, no, yeah, that, no. Was, <laughs> that was so funny." I mean, again, relatable. That is totally something my dad would give as a gift. To mm-hmm. I mean, considering when I got my first car, he pulls into the uh, to the shop, and I'm standing in the garage doing something. And he's like, "Oh, here, I got you something," and pulls out a full socket set he's like oh i found this on the side of the road put it in your car well because i feel like i still have that socket set to this day in the trunk of my car yeah i feel when i saw that scene i i more or less just rolled my eyes because i'm like of course the one thing they need to get out is a phillips screwdriver like it's like like you just i just knew that was gonna come back eventually like i just somehow like you so I give the movie this little callbacks, or little things that it sets up always come back, right? Mm-hmm. It's like when the the first time when they try to travel up to the bin, this lair, right? And then inside that little tube thing, and it's going up, and you hear it say magnetic link established, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like, a bit later on in the movie, when she's trying to drive up, and the customer's falling, and you just hear magnetic link, and you're like, Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's kind yeah, of the. Uh, what happened is literally the equivalent of, say, it was Michael's birthday, and then Uchi got Michael a bottle opener. And then for some reason, the world was ending. <laughs> wow. And the yeah, one way, the one way you need to like open up this machine to unlock your cell door is a bottle opener. You need a opener. bottle yeah, opener. Yeah, you know, it's pop like, the infinity stone <laughs> out of the gauntlet. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> It's just it, honestly, are very useful. I wasn't even mad. I honestly was not even mad because that's just the the way this movie was. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness! It was like the note perfect... of like and you're trying to tell me no world. one else in the world, all the plumbers, all the I don't know, all the electricians, none of them just happened to. <laughs> he was the only person in the entire yeah. world who had that precise screwdriver to open. So you like, would be what? shocked what dads carry around in their pockets. Well, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Like, there's no dad. way he's the only person in the entire world to have that just chilling in his pocket. Yeah. So. No, do you know? No, do you know why? Do you know why no one else had the stuff, Sam? Why? It's, it's because they turned off the Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> there were no. There were no. Cute. There were no like you know just Mennonites or. Uh, I'm assuming Amish. I don't know. Amish. Uh, no Amish people just, yeah. <laughs> just that just got taken against their will too. <laughs> like, I guess not. <laughs> In this movie, they don't exist. I was gonna say not culturally inclusive. <laughs> I mean, I'm the, cool. This, not this in- is a. I was gonna say this is a bit of a niche joke, um, but have you ever seen like the comic XKCD? No. It's like I the know. stick man. Uh, it, it, it's mostly like a tech-focused comic, honestly. But whenever they are like they shut off the Wi-Fi, it kind of made me think of this comic where it's like two villains are like robbing a bank or something, right? Mm-hmm. And they say one man just came in and killed like four people with his bare hands, crawled across broken glass, and da 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 da. And it's like, and did he stop the robbery? No, he was just complaining about server uptime. And they're like, shit, we're dealing <laughs> with the systems administrator. <laughs> well, that's I, it's, it's like when they shut off the Wi-Fi. I'm thinking, oh man, they better hope a sysadmin doesn't run into them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, but I feel like so that, that also yeah. this movie did a good job of just showing that re- over reliance. Like Uchi, I guess would know mm. this, right? When we're here in Canada, yes, a hundred percent, we need Wi-Fi. Like just that, but that's just because of the way society here runs. 
if when we're back home yeah. in like like just I would I would speak for Nigeria. I'm not going to generalize Africa because we all know I get hit on for that. Um, but when I when I go home to Lagos specifically, I'm not going to generalize Nigeria as well. Um, when there literally there's times where you just have power outages or just there's no Wi-Fi sometimes. And like back there, it's a lot more normal or manageable. Like no one really cares. Like it's just like, oh, yeah, don't worry. It'll come back at like in like an hour or two. Like it's just it's just normal. I mean, yeah, it's kind of expected as well, like depending on the context of where yeah. you live, right? Like mm-hmm. yeah. up at the lake, it's the same thing for us. It's we just don't have power till we turn on the generator. Right. Cell service, if it's raining, you don't have internet. It's just exactly. that simple, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's so it, yeah. But like you don't like lose your mind if you have people to text or whatever. No, you're just like I'll I'll text them when it's sad. on. It's sad. Yeah. It, it's sad. It's yeah. sad for this movie. Like in the movie, at the end of the day, it's based in North America where Wi-Fi is everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my my point is that it like... it didn't feel like satire. It felt very real to me because I'm like if just <laughs> imagine if in Winnipeg but... all the like the internet just went down just in Winnipeg alone. Like it would be a nightmare, <laughs> like for any. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> in the industry disruption alone. Would be yeah, yeah. Right? exactly. Because the economy is predicated upon it. Yeah, but, but like, I think the thing is like it's also don't forget it's like this it's it's an ADHD focused movie, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where at that moment the Wi-Fi is not there, so it's a big deal for them, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like it is like very satire heavy, and it's kind of like this idea of like. The that moment is the biggest, most self-destructive moment for them. It's like, oh, Wi-Fi is no longer here. What are we going to do, right? Because for it's kind of lean on this idea. Like for a lot of people, the only thing they know is a world with Wi-Fi. Right. It's kind of like a lot of people only know a world with iPhones. Only know a world with the internet, right? Some people don't realize back in the day, people used to do dial up to get connected to the internet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the most you... relatable thing ever! Get off Take... the phone! Get off the oh. internet! I'm trying to make a phone call. So that's, yeah, I mean? that's still a thing, except now it's just get off Netflix. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. Turn yeah. off your PlayStation. You ruin the band. The bandwidth. Band yeah. Come on. Don't worry. Yeah. Actually, because like my sister, my parents, and I all split Netflix and Crave and all our like subscriptions. And I don't know which one we have, but basically, when my sister's household is watching and my parents are watching, I'll like lie not sign on to watch and I'll bring up three things saying. You can't use Netflix. And it's like, seriously? I guess I have to find something else to watch. I have to go to Whoa Disney Plus. <laughs> Woe is me. I have to use Disney Plus. Hashtag first world problems. It's very, yeah. very first yeah, world. But like, it's such a like I'm not going to lie. My sister recently had a baby and she has texted me like, hey, can you get off Netflix so I can watch my, sh- like, watch my show because the baby's sleeping and Diana's sleeping so I can actually watch adult TV and not kids TV? <laughs> I mean, that's funny. <laughs> struggle with baby t- kids TV. I was like, like yeah, cool. yeah, go like, for it. Over. I will watch something else. Yeah, I mean, this is why there is multiple streaming services now. So you can just always, like, I can plop. Yeah, so you can slowly you can, suck my wallet dry. You can plop. You can just plop the child in front of at whatever kids TV show you want to watch, and then you know you've got your Netflix or Crunchyroll on your iPad or whatever. Just move on. Yeah, yeah. fantastic <laughs> parenting. Can I finally <laughs> say this? There's way too much media. Oh, definitely. So I was kind of too much. I was thinking about that, Uchi. Like, there was a massive spike in media production in like 2010 ish, right? Mm-hmm. When yeah. it just sort of became easier to create it. So imagine what it's going to be like in 50 to 100 years. Cyberpunk still, 2077. There's, there's, but no, no, no. There's still <laughs> going to be like 2D animation and general, genuinely good stories that are just kind of made at a low budget cost. So it's like there's going to be a library of it like is it are the is like Avatar the Last Airbender is that ever just going to be forgotten? Because yeah. you can just yeah, watch Yeah, I mean that. look at a lot it, of the it, movies from like the 50s, 60s, 70s, right? Like yeah. those were only 50 years ago and a lot They're of them we don't remember. But they did age, right? Yes. Is like I think it's kind of like uh, it also depends on if it ages some the, well. Some of the Looney Tunes animations, they they aged well, but they're kind of forgotten. So that's yeah. going to happen. I think we're just gonna have like a giant catalog of media 
that was produced in a time frame that nobody's ever going to watch anymore, but it's going to be there, right? It's mm-hmm. going to be interesting. I get what you mean, because like back in the day, you'd have the must-watch shows, The Last yeah. Airbender, mm-hmm. the must-watch movies. Think what movies? Titanic. <laughs> okay. yeah. Titanic, I guess, right? Everyone, yeah. everyone had to have watched Titanic. Everyone had to have watched the blue Add avatar yeah. the, go- the godfather yeah the godfather those yeah. movies right but now it's you have like something scarface Terminator. as well scarface is one Scarf- i was yeah but it's now you have the same thing like books you have something coming out every single week something brand new like think about it this way i remember i saw the trailer for that hbo show the nevers or whatever it's called right and I remember watching like the first bit of it. I'm like, this is kind of interesting, right? But like, I have to put this down so I could like do something else, right? And by the next day, I'm like, okay, I have to watch something else to replace it. I have to watch the movie for the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And I've just been forgotten, right? Because now everyone's just talking about Shadow and Bones on Netflix, right? And I don't even know if Shadow good. and Bones is finished. What's going to be replaced? Like, Jupiter's Legacy comes out on Friday. Jupiter's Legacy yeah. coming this Friday, on right? Friday. And that's probably going to be like the next thing that pushes Shadow and Bones down, right? Yeah. I think Shadow and Bones is probably pretty good, but it's going to pull out wayside, right? And then Castlevania comes out the week after. It's, just, it's a mess, man. <laughs> and then Loki, Loki comes out on Friday as well. Loki comes out on Friday. Yeah. Um... <laughs> See, I'll be watching that one. <laughs> Star Wars: The Bad Batch came out. I didn't yep. even know that came out. But like, it's like, like just a yeah. constant. Push all of the like all of the Marvel like Phase Four that you should I, the Marvel Phase Four timeline just I guess dropped what I was going to that is I think I think there's going to be uh, a less mass media isn't going to be a thing in the future. There's going to be target audiences only. There's not yeah. really going to be many things that are truly just everywhere. Kind you think of so? like, I it's or not to the same extent as we've I, had in recent years. Right? I think like like everybody's seen the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Everybody is sort of like there's going to be a couple cultural phenomenon phenomenons, but I don't think most series are going to thrive by trying to have everybody watch them i think they're gonna everything is sort of becoming very targeted because you can't expect everybody to watch everything so mm-hmm. yeah. it's we're gonna I see a lot more sort of cult followings just then, as a norm i, think I guess yeah the schneider cut is a very good like, example of that it's a very good point i think the last true everyone saw this like your mom your dad your brother it's just that everyone saw this is game of thrones that's the last big Everyone had to have seen this. Maybe yeah. think Infinity War and Endgame, right? Because mm-hmm. like those are like the whole big target points. Like everyone has to have mm-hmm. seen. I feel this like you'll like still now everything is gonna be super targeted. It's I'm not saying like it's not gonna happen again, right? Mm-hmm. But, but it's I, less of a. It's not necessary to succeed yeah. anymore. Because I'm gonna say like yeah. let's not forget like Stranger Things is also relative like technically yeah, a pop culture thing as well right now. Like I everyone, say, I feel like Stranger Things is a little more than Game of Thrones. And I, I thought it was less. dude. Let's not. Let's yeah. not. We hate season eight of Game of Thrones, but let's not forget how much of a culture phenomenon yeah, Game point. of Thrones was. Mm-hmm. That thing was an utter, utter juggernaut. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It talk about going out with a whimper. Yeah, <laughs> it had so much hope. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was that was uh, not a good remember way to the go. days when people used to sit there and be like, "You've never seen Game of Thrones? What's wrong with you?" Right. right. Also, okay, just a lot of like that five percent that didn't watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> hmm. A lot of like quotes it's... and stuff like that. Too. I mean, I get your point because like, I, but then it's weird because like we had the era of like you know the Dark Knight where people would make Dark Knight references or Kill Bill references or Pulp yeah. Fiction references. And stuff like that was like a thing. Um, we're slowly edging away from that now, but also not really because you, even now you still have people making like you know Infinity War references, think, and it just doesn't yeah. stop. Yeah. It just keeps going. It, like, no, it, I think the I thing mean, is like it's also transformed. It. Mm-hmm. So you can also look at it from a video game perspective because what was that one that was Arrow to the Knee or whatever about five years Skyrim. ago? Skyrim. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah that's like. A decade. That's, that's yeah. Well, but again, this Good is where God. we talk about pop culture. Like, if I just walked into a room and was just like, "Boy," like everyone knows who I'm referring to. Like, it's just 
<laughs> All you need to say is boy uh, and just say it with a let's, deep voice. Let's see. Wait, let's see. Pam, do you know who boy is? <laughs> well, this is. This I'm is, gonna say no. This is where this is where we Michael, talk about you know audiences. Boy, right? Kratos. Yeah. Or, see, yeah. But like it's but we know it because we we have video game nerds. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like. We the three of us, me, you, and Pam can make anime jokes, and Michael would be like, "I have no." Yeah, exactly. That's my point. That's my point. Yeah, and like I think the point has moved that instead of being huge culture phenomenon where it's like a global thing, it's more like now with the way the internet works, you can find your niche to more often. Yeah, and the algorithm is so good at it. The same. I've talked about the algorithm before. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yes, Pam. Pam, go ahead. I was saying, it's like the same thing that happened at the beginning of the podcast because we were talking about Resident Evil and Mike is like, who is this character? I have to look him up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was just curious. Yeah. <laughs> I, but Because I've never played Resident Evil, right? Yeah, and see, and I've seen. played all, You're too all the games and seen all the movies, yeah. right? So. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being I just don't give a shit. You're too scared. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You're <laughs> <laughs> too scared. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is, I mean, they are scary I games. Like, let's like, be honest; they're pretty terrifying. But yeah, I I want that eight foot to step on me. <laughs> you really don't. You really don't. I really don't. I really don't. Did I send you that video of the guy like doing the demo of what it'd be like to have four hundred pounds down on a skull? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send that to you. <laughs> Anyways, but just he's like... just roasting people the whole time. It's oh, funny goodness. as hell. Anyways, I think we're out of time. We're almost out yeah, of time. So yeah, just we're... like the man said in this in this movie, maybe it was a bad idea to create an AI and feed it everyone's information. <laughs> See, that joke didn't land with me. I was like, that is just a weaker attempt at the same joke that Incredibles 2 made. Yes. I don't know why. Yeah, but Incredibles 2 is not memorable. No, it wasn't. The but first one joke is, was. The first no, one was. The best thing from Incredibles 2 was the baby versus raccoon fight. That's true. Oh, yeah. Baby versus the raccoon was pretty good. See, but here, this is what I'm talking about. Everyone, but, like... Anyway, I don't know how much time we have left. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, you know, again, Incredibles 1, more memorable than Incredibles 2. So that's just my point where it's it's hard. Um, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways. Let's do final thoughts. Yes. Uh, the Mitchells versus good. the Machines. Fantastic movie. I think that we all agree on that. Except maybe Pam, since she doesn't really remember much of it. <laughs> it's pretty okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so pretty I much. I give this movie a chikesi? Yeah, whatever the place in Russia. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Russia, it's a good. I want to quickly squeeze in a random weird place for people. To you could have just said something like Duga or like I don't know, like just something well, easy to pronounce. See if you. No, I want it to be difficult, Sam. <laughs> Fight me. Or like a Saint Petersburg or something. Geological coordinates. <laughs> I give this point the six coordinate system longitude and latitude. Oh, uh, yeah, no. Um, I think it was a good movie. Movie, um, good. I loved it. So, yeah, yeah. it yeah. was. Yeah, I, the biggest takeaway is that it is very ADHD. It has that vibe to it. Mm-hmm. It's not as good as the humor will make you think it is. Yeah, but the humor's delivery is top notch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the standouts. The so, before we sign off. Um, since it is Star Wars Day, I guess we have to mi- wish all our fans uh, may the fourth be with you. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I guess before we leave, actually, Michael, you have two seconds to, to sorry, you have one minute rather to give <laughs> your review of Mortal Kombat since you actually did see it. You just never got to say anything. Wait, did you? No. Oh, I you was didn't. Totally gonna watch it before I. I oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> totally gonna watch it. Okay, never mind the podcast. then. And I was listen. I lose about twenty five IQ points when I'm tired. That's just a thing that happens. <laughs> never mind then. Michael, let, let me save you the time. You I'll dodged a bullet. Opinion of the movie. It's bad. Uh, yeah. Uh, you you probably. dodged a bullet. But I I might watch it because it looks like the kind of bad I might enjoy. <laughs> yeah. See, and that's what it was for me. So. It was the kind of bad I enjoyed. <laughs> See, okay, Uchi, put it this way. Ready Player One is the kind of bad I enjoy. Yeah, Ready Player One is a masterpiece compared to that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, this, I'll, this I'll one pass. was this one was pretty... Uh, yeah, it was something. 
The only redeeming quality was Dude, the fight noted. scenes. That was it. The fight scenes were decent, but that's about it. Even the so. fight scenes were like those not, were. Eh. There were like some good ones, some really bad ones. Yeah. Okay, no, when uh, Sub Zero turned someone's blood into a knife, that, that was, was cool. Freaking yeah, cool. that was cool. Mm-hmm. Other than that, yeah, really bad. Okay, <laughs> good enough. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway. we will catch you guys next week for another video game movie. I guess probably Tom Clancy's No Remorse. Is it? Yeah, because oh, it's based off of it's based off of Rainbow Six. I mean, we should. I thought like, it was based. I thought to, I thought it was based off a book series. Well, the games Which are based, based off, off the book. book yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. they're yeah. all it's based the off same. the book that. It's based Te- off a game that's based off a book. Yeah, get the several layers of, of abstraction here. <laughs> Pretty much. Think about it this anyway, way: there's okay, going so to bye. be a Rainbow Six bye. movie. So yeah. Bye. All right. Bye. Peace. Bye. Stop talking. <laughs>